This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms and the grandmas. Happy Mother's Day to those of you that want to be moms, to all of you, because as females, we're nurturers. We're moms even if our kids aren't around. We're moms, right? I want to show you pictures of our moms. Now, my, my mother-in-law, where'd she go sit? No, she's somewhere. Where's Shirley? Y'all know Miss Shirley. She is like mama to the church. And then this is my lovely mom. Hi, mama. She's watching online today. She couldn't be here. I love you. You're the best. Shirley, you're the best. And... The people who made me moms are beautiful children. That's our son, Austin, and his girlfriend, Kate. They live in New York City, and our wonderful daughter, Amanda, and her family, they live here. We're blessed to have them. I want to read to you something funny that some second graders wrote. If y'all know you want a, a laugh, you can go to a second grade classroom and find out what they said. They were asked some questions on why God made moms. Here's their answers. Why did God make mothers? First kid said, she's the only one who knows where the scotch tape is. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Another one said, mostly to clean the house. Third one said, to help us out of there while we were getting born true. They were asked, how did God make mothers? First one said, he used dirt just like the rest of us. The second one said, magic plus superpowers and a lot of stirring. Another one said, God made my mom just the same like he made me. He just used bigger parts. What ingredients are moms made of? They said God makes mothers out of clouds and angel hair and everything nice in the world and one dab of mean. (laughs) Some of you need that, right? And the second one said they had to get their start from men's bones. And I think they use mostly string after that. I think. Why did God give you your mother and not some other mom? We're related. One said, God knew she likes me a lot more than other people's moms like me. (laughs) What kind of little girl was your mom? My mom has always been a mom and none of that other stuff. Not the way kids think. I don't know, but I wasn't there, but my guess would be pretty bossy. (laughs) Especially you firstborn children. And the third one said, they say she used to be nice. (laughs) What did mom need to know about dad before she married him? His last name. (laughs) She had to know his background, like, is he a crook? Does he make at least $800 a year? Did he say no to drugs and yes to chores? Why did your mom marry your dad? 
my dad makes the best spaghetti in the world, and my mom eats a lot. <laughs> she got too old to do anything else with him. And my grandma says that mom didn't have her thinking cap on. <laughs> Leave it to a second grader. Hey, I want to acknowledge all the mothers, all of the others that have been there for us and nurtured us in our life. Motherhood is a whole spectrum of people, and uh, it can look a lot of different ways. And this can be a hard day if we look at it that way, but it can also be a day of celebration for all the people that God has brought into our lives. So here's to the mothers and others who have nurtured us and the other children of this world. You are awesome. Here's to the mothers who have sat up all night with sick toddlers in their arms saying, it's okay, honey, mommy's here. Who sat in rocking chairs for hours on end, soothing crying babies who wouldn't be comforted. And the mothers who have waited up for kids to get home from band and sports trips and even that first job. Here's to all the mothers who show up at work with spit up in their hair and milk stains on their blouses and diapers in their purses. For all the mothers who run carpools and make cookies and sew Halloween costumes and all the mothers who don't. Here's to the mothers who gave birth to babies. They made the difficult choice to give to another. And the mothers who took those babies and gave them homes. Here's to the mothers whose priceless art collections are not on their walls, but hanging on their refrigerator doors. Those of you that have children, today you're going to be blessed by the little crafts they make. I saw lots of little handprints. You'll treasure those in years to come. And for all the mothers who froze their buns on metal bleachers at football and soccer games instead of watching from the warmth of their cars. So when their kids asked, did you see me, Mom? Did you see me do that? They could say, of course, I wouldn't have missed it for the world and mean it. Here's to all the mothers whose kids whine in the grocery store and stomp their feet and scream for ice cream before dinner. And for all the mothers who have to count to 10 to cool off so they don't do damage to those precious ones that God gave them. Here's to all the mothers who go hungry so their children can eat. For all the mothers who read Goodnight Moon twice a year, twice a night for a whole year, and then one more time. Here's to all the mothers who taught their children to tie their shoelaces before they started school. And for all the mothers who opted for Velcro instead. Here's to all the mothers who taught their sons to cook and clean and their daughters to make a jump shot and play guitar. Here's to every mother whose head turns automatically when they hear a little voice call mom in a crowd, even when they know theirs are safe at home or at college or even out on their own. 
Here's to all the mothers who sent their kids to school with, you know, that little stomach ache, Mom, I don't feel good. Assuring them, you'll be fine. You'll be fine, just go. Only to have the school nurse call an hour later and say, come get your children quickly, right away. Here's to the mothers whose children have gone astray, who can't find the words to reach them, but praise to a God that she knows can reach them. Here's to all the mothers who bite their lips when their 16-year-old dyes their hair blue, then green, to match that new tattoo. Here's to all the mothers who taught their children to be peaceful and now pray they come home safely from serving their country and standing up for injustice in places far away. We have one of our military sons with us today. Elias, thank you for serving our, your country. Thank you for serving for us. Here's to the mothers who aren't biological mothers at all, but our stepmoms, grandmas, aunts, sisters, foster moms, and even single dads who have to fill both parental roles. See, what makes a good mother anyway? Is it patience, compassion, broad hips, the ability to feed a baby, cook dinner, and help another child with homework all at the same time? Or is it the strength and love within her heart? Is it the ache you feel when you leave your child at school for their very first day of kindergarten? Or the jolt that takes you from sleep to your child's bed to check that they are okay? Or the panic years later that comes again at 12 a.m. when all you want to do is hear their key in the door and know that they're safe at home. See, the emotions of motherhood are universal. And so our heart goes out with understanding to young mothers stumbling through diaper changes and sleep deprivation and to more mature mothers learning to let those older kids go. Here's to working mothers and stay-at-home mothers, single mothers and married mothers, those praying to be able to be mothers one day, and those who have children in heaven that they're not getting to raise right now. This is for you all, and this is for all of us. Hang in there. Do the best you can. Tell them every day that you love them. And you pray and trust God with your children's lives because they belong to him anyway. So here's to the mothers and others who have nurtured us and the other children of this world. You are awesome. So we talked, I said today I'm going to talk about honoring your mothers, and the others who have nurtured us. So we're going to look at the word honor. It means to hold in high respect or revere. It's to value something. If we honor something, we value it. We treat it with respect. 
We take care of it. To dishonor then means we treat something as common, ordinary, or menial. This is where a lot of times we get in our life. We just take our moms for granted. It's like, well, they're always there. We just walk in the door and think, oh, well, a meal should be cooked. Where's the dinner? I'm here. Where's my dinner? Where's, we open the pantry. Where's the snacks? Someone has thought ahead to buy these things and stock the pantry or the refrigerator. We walk in and, wow, we have clean towels when we go to take a shower. See, we can take our moms for granted or we can honor them and hold them in that high regard and respect for the things they do for us. I want to read to you some scriptures about honor from children and what our responsibility is. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12 says, Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. There's a promise attached with that when we honor. Deuteronomy 27, 16 says, Cursed is anyone who dishonors father or mother. And all the people who saw the scripture will reply what? Amen. Amen. That means we're held accountable. We know now. We know what the Bible says. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 3 says, Each of you must show great respect for your mother and father. And Deuteronomy 5.16 says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land your God is giving you. See, to honor our parents is not a suggestion. It's not a, okay, if they treated you right and they did everything right and you turned out okay, then we honor. No, the Bible doesn't put any of those stipulations on. It just says honor. Honor those people that he has put in our life to nurture us. It's a commandment. And as New Testament believers, guess what? We need to honor these commandments. Do you know why? Do you know why when the scriptures tell us to do something, why do we obey it? Sometimes when it doesn't make sense up here, do you know what that does? That shows that we have the love of God in our hearts. And we trust him. We trust him. God, if you said you would do this, remember those scriptures. There were three there, and we're going to read another one. Three scriptures that say, if you honor your father and mother, there's a promise. And the reward of honor are these things. That's why we honor Jesus said in Matthew 15, 4, he was quoting that Old Testament scripture, and it says, For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. Sounds like a pretty serious thing that he's doing. See, he's instructed, we are instructed to honor not just for the sake of the person we're supposed to honor, but for us. We give the gift of honor for us and for our well-being. There's great honor and reward when we obey the scriptures. 
Here it's going to say it again this third time. Ephesians 6, verses 2 and 3. Honor, esteem, and value as precious your father and your mother. And this is the first commandment with the promise. You know what that means? That means, okay, you do this. Here's the commandment. And there's a string attached to it. And here's the promise. So if we do this, honor father and mother, here's what we're attaching. God says, I'm going to give this to you. First commandment with the promise, verse 3, that all may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Those are two promises for you if you honor your parents. How many of you want your life to be well with you? You want a good life? Yes. I love our Mother's Day gift. I hope you picked one up. If not, grab one after the service. It says, only good days. Well, guess what? When we honor the people in our life that we're supposed to, it's going to be good days for us. Lots of stuff can be going on out here, but we're going to have a good life. And number two, I love this part, especially the older I get. It says, you'll live long on the earth. When we do what we're supposed to, we will have a long, good life. That's the reward of honoring the Lord. See, honor begins in the home. It begins in the home. Don't think that you can go out to your job and you can honor your boss and you can honor your teachers and you can honor all the other people. It starts in the home. And every home, the foundation of every relationship should be honor. It should be honor and how we honor each other, how we show that respect to each other. Yes, children to parents. Parents also honor each other. Husbands and wives honor each other. Fathers, mothers. It should be the foundation of our home is this respect and honor. But I'll tell you, some of you are probably saying, I can't do that. How can I honor someone who was so bad to me? How can I honor someone who neglected me? who abandoned me, who chose maybe other men, other relationships above me. Some of you had mothers that may have chosen alcohol, drugs above their relationship with you. How do I honor a person like that? See, mother wounds are some of the deepest wounds we can have. But God can help you. You know how we honor them? We honor them for their position in our lives. For the position. The position as the parent. As the one who gave us life. Funny story. I didn't plan on to do this, but I just thought of it. My grandson, guess what he has his mom's name saved as? Birth giver. <laughs> I saw it one day and thought it was funny. It was real funny when she got put in a group me at their new school, he added her to the football parents group me, or no, I think it was basketball parents group me, <laughs> and it came up as birth giver. <laughs> Till they changed it. That's one of the fun things about mom, but 
We honor our mother for their position in our life, not for their behavior. We can't change their behavior. What some of you have been through in your past, it wasn't right. And honoring them doesn't make it right. Forgiving them doesn't make what happened to you right. It just makes your heart okay. And it keeps your heart close to the Lord. So we can still honor, even when that wasn't shown to us. Even when true love wasn't shown to us, we can still honor our mothers and others for their position. See, it's just a decision of our heart to show them love and value. Do you know why? Why do we do that? Because God loves them and God values them and they're his child. And if for no other reason, we can honor them because they are a child of God. We can do this. When we take the step to do this and humble ourselves, God will honor us for that humility. And guess what? I love this quote. It's going to be up here on the screen. Honor empowers people and brings out the best in them. It empowers them. I don't know if you've ever seen this with your children. When we honor, I mean it makes, or a child honors their mom, it's like our shoulders go back. It's like, yes, I can do this. I've seen it, husbands and wives, when a wife honors her husband, I mean, it's like that man rises up and he's like, yes, I can lead this family. See, when we honor people, it brings value to their life and it empowers them and it brings out the best in them. And your honorable behavior towards them can open the door of their heart to the gospel your behavior. See, you can either be the reason their heart is closed or their heart is open to the Lord. That's why we honor. We honor to obey Jesus. Now, I'm not saying you don't still have boundaries. If there has been abuse, if there's been dysfunction, yes, we have healthy boundaries. But we can still choose and find ways to honor our mothers and the others in our life for the position. All right, we're going to talk about three stages in our life that we go through in honoring mom. The first one is in your youth. Oh, those glorious years. This, these are the years when you are still in their home, you're under their roof, you, they provide your toilet paper, usually they provide that cell phone, they provide your food, your, um, what you drink, they provide everything. And when we're in our parents' home, you bet we are to honor them, especially when it comes to those know-it-all years, which is our teenage and young adult years. It's amazing to me how we think we know it all. We start from children, I'm going to read a story about this in a moment, thinking our parents can do anything and then that seems to change in our teenage years. Be careful, be careful young adults, teenagers, even though it may take all you can to bite your tongue, honor, 
Honor the people that God has put in your life. Second stage is as we come into adulthood, when we get to start paying our own bills, we get to start paying for that toilet paper and that food, it means a little bit more. When we get that electric film, we're like, holy cow, turn off the lights. My son tells a story that he's like, so like all his roommates, he's like, turn off the lights. And they're like, what? Why, do you, why are you so? He's like, my dad taught us that. If you're going out of a room, turn off the lights. So when we start entering adulthood, we start seeing, oh, so this is what it's like to be responsible for ourselves. How do we still honor our mothers at this point in our life. Look at Proverbs chapter one, verses eight and nine, it says, pay close attention, friend, to what your father tells you. Never forget what you learned at your mother's knee. Wear their counsel like flowers in your hair or rings on your fingers. Proverbs six, verses 20 and 22 says, my son and daughters, Keep your father's and mother's command. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. Verse 21, bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. So like I have on this necklace, we fasten the teachings of our parents and the good things they taught us. We bind it on our hearts. We fasten it to our neck. And here's what happens. When you walk through your life, when you start making the decisions as an adult, guess what happens? Those teachings they gave you will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will speak to you. See, there's a legacy that comes from parents. Don't think today you may have little ones or teenagers and you're like, good Lord, are they ever going to grow up? Do they listen to anything I say? Guess what? You keep on instructing. You keep on repeating. You say the things that need to be said, whether they acknowledge it or not, because those are the things that will guide their lives. They will guide them and be guardrails in their life. And when they get older, guess whose voice they'll hear speaking to them? Yours. Do what you can, parents. And so we honor in this stage of adulthood by keeping those teachings of our parents with us. See, you make your mom and dad, but your mom proud in this stage by what you do and who you are. I'm so proud of my children because they have good hearts. And that's the thing I've prayed for more than anything, that they would know God and they would have a heart for people and they would love people. That's how they were raised. Our children, we raise them to love God. We raise them to love people no matter what the color of their skin, no matter where they came from. And I see my children walking this out every day in their adult lives. 
And you know what? It's amazing how smart our parents become when we leave home. Sometimes we wonder why when we're at home, we don't think they're very smart. But guess what? They are smart. I want to read to you the progression of mom in our life and how this goes. Four years of age. My mommy can do anything. If you have little kids, enjoy that time where they think you're so smart. Eight years of age. My mama knows a whole lot. A whole lot. Twelve years of age. Uh, my mom doesn't really know quite everything. Fourteen years of age. Mother, she doesn't know about that either. Sixteen years of age. Mother, she doesn't know much about anything. Eighteen years of age. That old woman, I don't need her telling me what to do. 25 years of age. Well, my mother might know a little bit. 35 years of age. Hey, before we decide, let's, let's get mom's opinion. 50 years of age. Mom, what do you think I should do? 65 years of age. I wish my mama was still here so I could talk to her and ask her what to do. See, we honor our mom in all the stages of our life. Make a priority. Make it a priority to spend time with your parents. See, and honoring your mom at this stage in your life, when you become that adult, it might just be that you start forgiving her for some of the flaws because there are no perfect moms. There are no perfect moms. Y'all got that? But there's a lot of moms who love and have done their best with the circumstances that they were under. And so we begin to forgive. And when we start having children of our own, boy, we start realizing what a hard path it is and the sacrifices that come from being a mom. And you know what? This stage, it might also, honoring her might look like us apologizing for the pain we caused her growing up. Some of your moms don't even know all that you did. There's a lot of stories. Sometimes Stormy and his brother will be, start telling stories and their mom and dad will look like, we didn't know that. We can apologize. See, moms, they love us no matter what. But an apology is a gift that we can give. We can choose to give them. The third stage of honoring mom in our lives is in later adulthood. This is when your mom gets older. This is when your mom becomes a grandma Proverbs chapter 23, verse 22 says, Listen with respect to the father who raised you. And when your mother grows old, don't neglect her. See, we need to give back to our parents what they've given to us all those years. I look at it as this circle of life. They had us, yes, 
They gave us life. Then they sacrificed so much for us. How many times did your parents go without so that you could have food, shoes? They could pay for that band trip so that you could have maybe what they couldn't have growing up. At this point in our lives, when our mothers get older, we should be the ones honoring them and giving back to them. We know when we go to a restaurant, uh, Stormy and I try to be really sneaky and always try to tell the waitress or wait, waiter, give us the ticket. Do you know why? Because they paid the ticket a long time. and That's the least we can do is start to repay them for all the sacrifices that they've made. See, we're not to neglect them, not to disrespect them. That scripture says, don't neglect your mother. Because you know what? At this time in your life, you're juggling a lot of things. You have your own families. They're busy. But the Bible didn't say, okay, if you're busy, it's okay. Don't you don't have to do this to your mom. You don't have to honor her in this season because you're busy. No, you find a way. Find a way to honor your mom. My mom has this, I love you, mom. She has this tendency anytime there's something going to go on. They come to Lubbock a lot for doctor's appointments and she'll say, but I know you're busy, so don't come. This happened last week. My stepdad came over for some minor surgery and she said, we're coming over, but don't come. I know you're busy. Guess what? I was busy, but I made it a priority. And when I showed up at that doctor's office and walked in and my stepdad said, okay, you're here now, pray. I knew. See, there's a reward when we're not selfish, when we honor the scriptures and we don't neglect our parents and we start sowing back into them. See, we must make it a priority. How many of you, your mother does not live in the same town as you? My hand is up. Thank God for phones. My mom even knows how to FaceTime. Now, sometimes she doesn't realize when she's holding it, I'll be looking at the ceiling and what's behind her. She's not great about keeping it. But she can text. My mom does Facebook. She's pretty awesome for 86 years old. But you can find a way to make her a priority in your life. Show her that she's a priority in your life show her see the temptation in this stage of our life when they get older is to start treating them like children and like they don't know very much especially when it comes to technology this is a new era that we're in I know my in-laws they didn't grow up with any technology I tell people in our partnership class, when we started this church, 
that it was by word of mouth because guess what? We didn't have the internet. I know that's shocking for some of you. And you've grown up knowing these things, knowing cell phones, knowing technology. And so help your parents. I love it because uh, my son-in-law, Matt, even my grandkids, I mean, they're like, they help my in-laws. Whatever it is they need. Hey, we don't know how to make this happen on the remote control. He helps me sometimes too. Can you help us with our, you know, garage door opener thingy? We can honor our parents and help them. Help them through the hard things in life. So no matter what stage of your life that you're in, I hope that you make the decision to honor. You'll be blessed and God will reward you. I want to read to you as we begin to close here a story. It's called A Mother's Walk. So you have a journey in your life with your mother and she has one too. The young mother set her foot on the path of life. Is this the long way, she asked. And the guide said, yes, and the way is hard. And you will be old before you reach the end of it. But the end will be better than the beginning. But the young mother was happy, and she would not believe that anything could be better than these years. So she played with her children and gathered flowers for them along the way and bathed them in the clear streams and the sun shone on them and the young mother cried nothing will ever ever be lovelier than this then the night came and the storm and the path was dark and the children shook with fear and cold and the mother drew them close and covered them with her mantle and the children said mother we are not afraid for you are near and no harm can come. And the morning came and there was a hill ahead and the children climbed and grew weary and the mother was weary also. But she said to the children, a little patience and we will be there. So the children climbed and when they reached the top, they said, mother, we could not have done it without you. And the mother, when she lay down at night, looked up at the stars and said, This is a better day than the last, for my children have learned fortitude in the face of hardness. Yesterday I gave them courage. Today I've given them strength. And the next day came strange clouds which darkened the earth. Clouds of war and hate and evil much like today in our world. And the children groped and stumbled. And the mother said, look up, lift your eyes to the light. And the children looked and saw above the clouds an everlasting glory. And it guided them beyond the darkness. And that night the mother said, this is the best day of all where I've shown children God and the days went on and the weeks and the months and the years and the mother grew old she was little and bent 
but her children were tall and strong and walked with courage. And when the way was rough, they lifted her, for she was light as a feather. And at last they came to a hill, and beyond they could see a shining road and golden gates flung wide. And Mother said, I have reached the end of my journey, and now I know the end is better than the beginning, for my children can walk alone, and their children after them. And the children said, You will always walk with us, Mother, even when you have gone through the gates. And they stood and watched her as she went on alone, and the gates closed after her. And they said, We cannot see her, but she is still with us. A mother like ours is more than a memory, she is a living presence. We all have a journey in our lives, a journey of our motherhood, a journey that we're walking along. So if we're truly believers, church, then why would we not honor our mothers and the others God has placed in our lives? You know, I was thinking about this and I thought, it's hard to honor when our heart is not right with the Lord. When we've allowed distance to come in our relationship with God, it clouds everything. It clouds how we think. When we are not close to the Lord, that makes our heart hard and we can't honor. Another reason might be that we're insecure. We're so insecure that we still think that they should be taking care of us. They we're so self-centered that it's like, keep doing for me. Let me be the center of everything. And the third thing, and many of you are here, is that maybe you're hurt. You were hurt by what happened when you were growing up. Your mother caused pain in your life. Maybe you're mad because of something they did or maybe something they didn't do. God wants to heal. God wants to heal every broken place in our lives. To close today, I want to read this scripture from Ephesians chapter 4. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, here's what we need to do. Yes, we may feel those emotions, but here's what we do as New Testament believers. Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. See, the solution is to let Jesus come into our hearts, heal the broken places, and then with that love in us, we can then go out and love and honor the other people in our lives. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. You know, we can't do this ourselves. 
We cannot do this. It is too high of a, a call. We are not able to do this ourselves, but with God in our lives, we can. That's why we need him every single day. We need God. We need God to come in. So I want to ask you a couple of questions. Do you need to come back to God? Do you need to come back and allow his love into your heart? Have you walked away or have you just allowed some distance in there and you know, I have some hardness on my heart? So what happens in this world. Hardness comes. We deal with a lot of stuff. You need to get things right with God today. Some of your mamas and some of your grandmas have been praying for you. Do not, do not keep stiff-arming God. Invite him to come in. That's the first invitation. We want you to come. Come down here and we want to pray with you. The second one, if you know you haven't honored God, you haven't honored your mom, the others in your life, there was a young man that came down first service. I said, what can I pray for you? And he said, I know. He said, I haven't done what's right. He said, I know I haven't honored my mom. And he made a choice from that time to change. We want to pray for you. The third group we want to pray for, you're the ones you have been hurt by your mother. You haven't had that nurturing love in your life from that person. And you need to forgive them. And you need God to heal your heart. And the last group, there's some of you, you're just mad at God for how your life turned out. You've just carried, there's this simmering anger in you. Like, God, I didn't expect my life to be this way. And you held anger in your heart toward God for things. Listen, church, let's ask him to come in. Let's tell him, I need you, God. Not, I can do it all myself, because if you could, you would have figured it out by now. We need him, amen? If that's any of you, if you want prayer, come join us at the front. We love you. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.